0: Hello and welcome to the Fools on Stools podcast. My name is Kevin Walker, and as always, I'm joined by my co-stars, Anthony Council and Cullen Brown. Today is a jam-packed, wild Wednesday. It is March 23rd, 2022. We all hope you're having a wonderful day today. Thank you so much for being Fools with us on this journey. Uh, If you have a great time and don't mind, please do post us, share us, or tell others about us. If you don't like what you hear, then simply tell no one. Now... Today is national chips and dip day. So Colin Anthony, before we get into a little uh top five list that I got, what are whoa, y'all's what whoa, are you what yeah, what are y'all's personal favorite chips and dip combo? Is not is nothing sacred anymore.
1: You hear what he just said.
0: I know. Uh, he
1: said it in front of me. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you hear what he just said? He has a list. And he's doing it before my it, list it's too.
0: Premature, premature list. It's okay.
1: I just, it doesn't even feel right. It doesn't. Like, I wouldn't do a start bench cut. You know, I wouldn't do a this or that. But, right. I mean, I guess, you know, the list is free game, apparently. Okay, okay, game, okay.
0: All right, all right, all right. Don't want to copy putting any trademarks or copyrights on lists, okay? I, Can you just tell me your favorite dips and chips? <laughs> dips and chips. <laughs> dips, and dips and chips. Chips and dip.
1: <laughs> chips and dip. Uh, go-to chips. Uh, I love me some tortilla chips and some good salsa. I know it's I know it's basic. I know it's classic, most basic, but
2: if you you get good if you get good salsa, it don't matter. It depends on the salsa.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's like it's got to be like freshly made. My mom's salsa. My
0: mom's
2: salsa hits. I'm guessing. I'm guessing the salsa that you eat specifically, Colin, (laughs) is the salsa that your mom makes. Believe it or not,
1: she does make salsa. But the salsa that we mainly eat is uh, is just from any one of our Mexican places that we go to.
2: So yeah, big shout out to his mom. For sure, because I've heard so much about the food and still waiting for...
1: Still
0: waiting for our plates, but, you know, it's no big deal. Whatever. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. We feel included. Uh,
1: How about, you know, you compliment your own mom's cooking? I just did. I said said at the beginning, I
0: said my mom's salsa is
1: tier one. I just feel like I'm a better son than you guys when I'm bragging about my mom's cooking. I mean, hey,
2: I I love my mom's cooking. Macaroni. And
1: chicken strip. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) What's your go to chips and salt, Anthony?
2: My go to chips and dip. Chips and dips. Yeah, it's not chips and salt. Oh, (laughs) shit. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This guy. This guy. This guy. Anyway.
1: Because it's the only answer, but go
2: ahead. I mean, hey, you know, I I think it's because we did a list. That's why he's he's tripping. Anyway, uh, spinach dip and just, you know.
0: You're a spinach dip guy. I am a spinach dip guy. Spinach dip is amazing. It is. But All that's right. like your go to. That's my go to. Like, like any
1: if you see it at a restaurant, you are getting it. Oh yeah, beforehand. I love spinach. Oh yeah, dib.
0: it's good. Spinach and artichoke really? dip is good too. I just okay. Kevin. So before I get into this little list that I have here, uh, my personal favorite, like I said, my mom makes really good salsa, so I'm gonna go with her salsa. But we always get lime, like hint of lime tortilla chips, and that does it for me. So,
2: didn't you say something about lime, like in one? other podcasts? remember you talked about yeah, lime yeah, I, I, he said uh, me
0: and my family have a lime fascination with so, no, pop, no, no you, the popcorn yeah it was yeah, the popcorn, the popcorn. Yep. yeah that so, was
2: actually pretty good i tried it actually you did yeah it was actually pretty good not
0: see, gonna lie See? i need to
1: bring a lime with me to work i just so according <laughs> yeah, to yeah. So,
0: so according to the kitchen.com uh with no i and in the in between the h and the n uh the number one uh, of the chips and dip combos is just a simple potato chips and onion dip. I don't know how many people are fans of the onion dip. It's all right. It's not bad.
1: Yeah. I'm, I much prefer like a sour cream if I'm going with potato chips.
0: Yeah. Well, you can also go ahead and go with number two, which is tortilla chips and guacamole, which I'm guacamole, guacamole is my second favorite.
1: Yeah. My brother, shout out to my brother. If you are listening to this, I hope you are. Um you better biggest be. biggest guacamole fan on the planet. Really? See, that's good. Biggest guacamole that's fan. He will he will personally make his own guac and then eat it
0: with his own hands. Dude, eating. I can eat. He loves guacamole. I can eat a bowl of guacamole. It's kind of scary. Like a big bowl that your mom or no, your, whoever makes for the family. Yeah. I'm Once like, everybody gets their dips in, I'm like, hey, this is fair. Game. This is all that, mine. That's right? one
1: thing, though. My brother takes the cake on in our family. Is guacamole.
0: He doesn't get. He doesn't take. So the cake. does he, he make it? The he takes the guac. So, <laughs> so he. So he makes it and eats it. Mm-hmm. See. Yep. That's good. Oh, hold on, hold on. at least he's not like just eating it.
2: So your he mom make it. cooks and your
1: brother makes his own guac. So
0: you're the only. Oh no, I can't cook. So you're the. <laughs> so you're the cook. one that's not the cook. five star it. chef in the family. Oh, I'm not.
1: I, I am a connoisseur. I am, I am not a cook. I am so, not a so chef. I am the, a connoisseur so you're the one food. that. So
0: you're the one that's when you're sitting on your phone and your mom's like, here, come try this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Feel that. Pretty much. All right. And so for number three, pretty simple, corn chips and queso. I think depending on where you get your queso from, queso can be a very, very good option. Queso, like a three cheese, four cheese queso, could be really good. Also depending on... If you have like stomach problems, of course, because some people don't like cheese like that. Three
2: cheese, four cheese, queso.
0: Three cheese or four cheese. Some have multiple different kinds.
2: You know what that sounds like? A charcuterie board. Oh (laughs) my god, y'all are a charcuterie board. I
0: totally (laughs) forgot about the charcuterie board. I don't like y'all. Let me get through my. Let me get. Let me get through my. uh, Let me get through my list. It's Uh, not even your list. It is. It's kitchen it's or whatever it's they're kitchen. called. Okay, whatever. Fine. So we got blue chips, blue corn chips, and salsa. I don't know about y'all. I'm not a big fan of the colored chips section of the I, chip I, chip world. But uh, I mean, you can't
1: go wrong with classic tortilla. But I'm I am a fan of a little surprise. The, blue. Surprised the salsa's all the way down here, though. But blue chip. I don't. Know, you know, everyone has their own taste. So maybe
0: no one's having good salsa. Fair point. Um, have y'all ever had hummus? Yes. Yes, bro. I've actually never had hummus. You're killing it me, looks Smalls. disgusting, but I'll try it. You're killing I'll me. You've
1: you never really fully developed into March Madness. You've never tried hummus. Like, who is this guy we're doing a
0: podcast hey, with? Hey, look, I am. He's a Texas I am baseball a young, fan. A, I am a young adult. <laughs> That's all we know. I am a young adult living in this world. Okay, and then, so for the last one, we have uh I just pe- turned 19. I'm still a young adult living in this world. Pita chips with hummus.
2: Yes, those so, are good. Yeah. I've had those. Those yeah. are pretty good.
1: It's, it's, I mean, hummus is just solid, just period. So yeah. whatever you pair it with, it's got to it's gotta be, taste good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I just wanted to do a little something different for the National Day today, but an honorable mention, because we are big food connoisseurs on this podcast, an honorable mention is it is also National Puppy Day. National so, Puppy Day. You know, of course, we can't bring like dogs in the studio or anything. Shout out to the but, dogs, though.
1: I, I got a puppy at home. Could have talked about him. But...
0: I mean, I don't really know if I would consider mine a puppy anymore. She's like, I don't know mine... Basically, which one? A dog. Which one? Mine, Bella. Bella? Yeah. Okay, I see that.
1: You you've seen because I showed you my dog. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a big boy, but he's still technically like two. Oh, you're a uh, you're golden retriever. Mm-hmm. What's well, considered yeah. a
0: puppy? Isn't it under two years of? Is it under two? Or under three? I think it's under two. Okay. Well, because then... mine's almost. two. <laughs> Your dog is funny. Cullen.
1: Yeah. Cullen, your dog is hilarious. My my dog shows emotion more than any <laughs> other dog I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I have many people that can vouch on that.
2: Let's play with the ball. Yeah. It's ball time. So time. ball time? So. Ball?
1: Spot? Oh, my God. He, right. Spot? Oh, oh, my God. With that red light <laughs>
2: yep. on the floor? Oh, my goodness. And he goes crazy for that. <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious.
0: So uh, now that we can calm down those, we can jump into what we're really here for, some sports. Uh, but before we jump into college basketball... For the first segment of the of the podcast, we actually got some big news, not only in the NBA. It mainly affects the NBA as of right now, but we got some big news in sports. Um, as of Thursday, they will, well, I say they, um, New York will not require p- uh, players to be vaccinated to play at home. Uh, this means the Brooklyn Nets can have Kyrie Irving play at home and... The Yankees and other, the Mets, yeah, the Mets. Other, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. they will not have to be required to play, uh, not be required to have the vaccine to play at home. So, this makes a huge tide change in the NBA. Maybe, maybe not, but um, it's happened.
1: It's it's one of those things. It's the timing is just very interesting. Like why they're choosing to
2: like do it now. Yeah.
1: That's the only thing that's got a question to me. Because I mean, we've seen what the other states have done and then kinda of how they've gotten into the swing of things. Yeah. Um, we're not here to debate whether that's right or wrong or anything based on that decision, but it's just odd timing to me. That's the only thing. I don't say think about it's that. the
0: most important thing going on right now to address, but it's been addressed. It's been um I guess taken care of, if you want to say, but I know there was a lot of uh arguments and I guess we could say clashing between a lot of people on this whole matter. Uh, You know, yeah, after yeah. what Katie said, and then um I can't remember who commented on what Katie said. I want to say it was. It was someone. Yeah, it was somebody on like NBA yeah. TV, but I don't want to say a name and be wrong. But yeah, so the, you know that whole thing happened, and so it's like, woo. So I guess we don't have to deal with that anymore, and we'll see if the. Nets can actually and, uh, and now it's string be, together a pair of wins or something. And
2: now it's going to be Kyrie and KD playing every game now. Oh, that's not that's not right. That's not
1: that's not fair. Yeah, we'll finally see the Nets' true full potential. Yeah, maybe if maybe ben Simmons
2: right. can get back after a oh, game yeah, an that's injury. True. Yeah, that is Oh true. yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. still got
0: a few piece, a few missing pieces still, on that st- whole thing. Still think they won the trade on that one.
2: I do. Did oh. you not see them play that? I know we didn't mention it
1: on the podcast. We didn't. We we had we had to take a. Weather hiatus, but we're going to be talking to some NBA later. We're going to talk about that for sure.
2: But you know, they did beat the, the well. The Grizzlies the just
0: well. The Grizzlies yeah. just beat the Nets, so hopefully, that okay, win that's the win gri- streak can start soon for the Nets.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's the Grizzlies too.
1: Yeah. No yeah. revenge game. Don't yeah,
0: yeah Jaw just said bye bye. Facts. Well, let's jump into. I would probably say the most. I would say the most popular of things going on right now. Other than the NFL, probably because the NFL is the reigning king ever, you know, NFL never takes a day off, but we'll get to that later. Boys, we are in the Sweet 16. Oh, Uh, yeah. We're here.
1: So, so sweet. Sweet
2: 16. It's sweet, but it might be sour for some. So
0: many comebacks, close games, upsets, and brackets. Demolished.
2: Man, shout out to Doug though, bro. Doug, <laughs> shout out to Doug. It's,
0: it's it's Doug Edert, I believe. Edert, Edert. Yeah. Edert. So, bro. so
1: because you originally said
0: eater I think. I think I did say eater but I believe it is Edert. Okay. So, um, if he's listening, um, I apologize. Why would he not be? It's right, the yeah, Fools on Souls podcast. Man, Doug is a
2: baller, bro. Is. Oh my god, Goodness. Got man! NIL deal from Listen, Buffalo Wild Wings. This man's balling, balling has now. money.
1: As oh, I, yeah. As I'm trying to tell y'all, there's always Cinderella's when oh, it comes yeah. to March Madness. You always just kind of have to sit there and figure out. And lo and behold, we have three double digit teams in the Sweet 16.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big. As, uh, if anyone listened to the last uh, episode, I'm not real big on the history of the March Madness, but there can't be that there can't be very many of of that happening in the Sweet 16 multiple mul- multiple double digit. I mean, rankings. It, it's
1: happened before where there's been multiple uh, double digit teams in the Sweet 16. Yeah, it's even rarer. Obviously, the more rounds you go into, obviously, yeah, and of course. given the fact that two of them are playing each other in the Sweet 16. It's gonna come down to you know at most two after the, you know this I mean round. Yeah. I mean
2: but some of these aren't even Cinderellas though like Michigan you're gonna say Michigan's a Cinderella you're gonna
0: say Miami I would say Michigan is a Cinderella only oh excuse well, me okay, there's four I, okay so I wouldn't so say I miscounted. I wouldn't say Michigan is a Cinderella what I would say is they are an unexpected team because going into it they had they had a losing streak they, they had they had well not only did they have the losing streak. But didn't they have the worst record out of all sixty four sixty eight teams?
1: Yeah, they were seventeen and eleven, I think, heading into the
0: tournament. So they weren't on par to be great. And so everybody was like, Michigan doesn't deserve the spot you know to play. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they've obviously proven everybody wrong in that aspect. so yeah. yeah, no, I think I wouldn't call them a Cinderella because it is Michigan.
1: Well, we, we talked about Jawan Howard whenever the incident happened with him in the uh, I believe it was the Wisconsin yes yep. um, and the assistant and everything and you know we were we were down on him that day because obviously you have to be the adult in the situation. well Jawan has handled that you know suspension and everything he took a suspension and ever since then I mean Michigan has been on a tear in this NCAA tournament winning two games not only against Tennessee but Colorado State. They are now scheduled to face Jay Wright and Villanova. That's going to be no easy task. But I want to give credit to Juwan Howard because, you know, it it takes a true great coach to rally, especially with the adversity that Michigan's gone through. And they're not going to make it easy on Villanova uh, in this game coming up. And I think it's going to be very uh, important that Jawan keeps whatever he's really doing with that defense and just honestly keeping the ball movement, uh, allowing others to thrive and score. And really just kind of spearhead this Michigan team into this matchup against Villanova.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so before we jump on to the next topic of this, uh, before we start talking about women's college basketball, because there's a lot of juicy stuff going on over there, um, do y'all want to make a quick, uh, quick, little quick prediction on who we think will move on from the Sweet 16?
1: Uh, we can, yeah.
0: We don't got to do like, Elite, like we don't got to do who we think will win the Elite Eight and everything like that. Just because it does start tomorrow night, yeah. Um, I think we should
1: listen. I got the bracket pulled up. Give the listeners our. uh, I can go through all eight matchups if you want. Let's see them. Okay, Gonzaga, Arkansas. It's gonna be a tough out. We got to make these quick though. I know,
0: man, but it's just like every single team that's supposed to be so dominant has been, you know, up against the ropes. But I I mean, I'm sticking with man Gonzaga all the way.
1: Same. Yeah, respect Arkansas, but I think it's Gonzaga. My personal favorite Sweet Sixteen matchup the Duke Blue Devils versus Duke. Texas Dude, this Tech is so, Red Raiders. This Duke. is
0: such a good matchup. This I love this matchup because it's kind of like a matchup that nobody really would have panned out to see, I guess, midway through uh through the college basketball season. But I love this matchup. I'm gonna take Tech. I'm taking tech. You're taking Texas tech? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm gonna put my faith in Texas Tech.
1: Well, crazy because I agree with them. Texas Tech so love Coach K is a hundredth postseason victory. So Texas Tech moves on.
0: So so if they lose, then um, Andrew, I'm coming after you.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Andrew Maloney. Phil you know low. where
2: I'm going. I'm always going Duke Blue Devils.
0: F1 always.
1: analyst on the podcast. Anyway, moving on to the next matchup. We've got the North Carolina Tar Heels. For Anthony, going up against the UCLA Bruins.
0: Man, I mean, I know everybody's on UCLA because it's the second straight Sweet 16 appearance, and they've come from a lot. No one really expects them to do a whole bunch. But This is UNC we're talking about. I mean, they took care of Baylor, and I know everybody's like, you know, Baylor's not. A lot of people were saying, hey, Baylor's not really a one seed. They really shouldn't be the one seed, but they are. They were. Can they I took get, them down. Can I'm I get a little you. credit? I'm you did. Yeah. Can you I get did. a little credit?
1: No, I just wanted on the podcast. Yeah. Can yeah. I get yeah. a little credit on the podcast? Yeah. 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 We'll I called it. Baylor was going to be the first number you one. Some, we'll Baylor give some golf. claps. Okay. Some golf claps. Listen, we reward whenever we're correct on here. So I just wanted to give my little props.
0: No, I yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But I'm taking UNC in this matchup. North Carolina. You got know where I'm going. I yeah. Don't know how to say yeah. It. yeah. Listen,
1: I think it's going to be a clean sweep here. I really don't think UCLA's got a shot. I think North Carolina's going to advance, which moves us on to another matchup. Our boy Doug. And Saint Doug. Peter's, yes, Dougie Edert going up against
2: Purdue. Hey, hey, man! Look, man,
0: Purdue is no joke.
2: Look, man, Saint Peter's—they got—they got the boys from New York, mm-hmm. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They can ball, mm-hmm. and they don't give a darn. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with Saint Peter's.
0: Wow, that's a big one. That is a big. I one. I mean, I'm not going to obviously. We are in the Sweet 16 of the March Madness, so really at this point, anything is possible. Um. I would say things kind of start squaring off around elite eight, but man, Purdue is just real good. And after seeing how they took care of Texas, I'm not saying Texas has been great. I think if people have been listening, they've known my opinion on Texas is that they're <laughs> just way too inconsistent. Um, but they did take care of Texas, and Texas put up a, a decent fight. But man, that kid they got in, that, that 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 baller they got, Jaden Ivy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <sighs> I'm taking Purdue.
1: Yeah, I think this is the end for Saint Peter's. Uh sorry, Doug. I'm going with Purdue on this one. So I agree with right. I agree with Kevin on this one. <clears throat> Next we've got the number or one of the few remaining number one overall seeds. Yeah. Arizona taking on Houston.
0: I'm taking Arizona.
2: Yeah, I'm taking Arizona.
0: <clears throat> but I do think the Houston will put up a fight.
1: Yeah, I think Houston will make it competitive, but I agree. I'm taking Arizona.
2: Yeah. They beat Illinois oh like sixty eight to fifty three. And yeah. So, I'm not saying they blew him out of the water, but it was a good contested fight. So, right. And I mean, you know, um, Arizona just makes sense. I mean, they almost lost to TCU. That was a good game, too. Mm-hmm. You know what? TCU um, really did. TCU, got they, it wrong. yeah,
0: yeah they, they, did. they did
1: good. They did good. Like, I, I, there were some calls down the stretch if they want to win TCU's way. TCU I mean, we, we, we kind of,
0: I don't want to say we called it, but we, we, we did like note that hey, TCU went like, they got on fire really late. And yeah, so they did. we yeah. kind of said like, hey, TCU could take care of a team or two. Um, TCU did pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah. But now we've there, got
1: though. the aforementioned Michigan <clears throat> against Villanova. It's going to be a tight eleven.
0: It's going to be Nova, though. It's going to be tight. I mean, like I said, it's Michigan. So what are they ranked? The 11th? Yes. yes. I don't see Michigan as an 11th seed, if that makes any sense. Because it's Michigan, they have the basketball experience, they have Juwan Howard, they have ballers. I don't see Michigan as an 11th seed. They've made it this far. They've done this good. They're not an 11th seed, in my opinion. I do think Villanova wins, but there's also a very strong possibility that Michigan could make this hell for Villanova, and they could win. I mean, I do think it could be a toss-up, but I'm taking, I'm taking Nova. I'm about to say no coulda,
1: shoulda, is here. It's either you win or you don't. True, true, that's true. It's win or go home in March Madness, and I'm taking the team that has won by double digits in its first two matchups. I'm taking Villanova and Jay
0: Wright. Yeah, they haven't really left any questions on the table out of all the top seeds. Anthony, I'm going Michigan. You're going Michigan. I'm going Michigan. I kind of feel like he's like he's opposite he, a little
1: bit, thing going on here. A little bit. You know, right. Jawan Howard. He's Anthony's feeling the upset. You know what? You know what? Hey, you know what? hey all right. We've got the Kansas Jayhawks going up against providence kansas yeah i'm going kansas today. big 12 yeah. so uh, probably i mean can't I mean, sorry kansas yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, for sure uh and then the final sweet 16 matchup we've got iowa state going against the u
0: this is honestly my favorite oh, okay i'm not gonna say my favorite matchup because duke tech is but this is really high up there i think this is gonna be a really good game i'm taking miami in this one i'm taking
2: miami too especially with jim that head coach i mean he's one of the best coaches out there and the way they played against auburn was phenomenal i mean they played great basketball i thought auburn was gonna take it um but i mean you have two phenomenal head coaches for miami and auburn and miami just put it out honestly yeah and i think they're gonna beat iowa state as well
1: yeah i'm going with iowa state i'm oh. going with the cyclones on this one uh i really just think I, I like their fight i like their spirit um i think they're one of those battle-tested big 12 teams and i think they're gonna show out I'm going with the cyclones.
0: All right, makes sense. Well, all right. Well, now that we made those picks. Boys, it's a sad day. It's a sad day. It is. It really is. It's a sad day. Caitlin Clark is no longer in the yeah. tournament. So sad. Um, she will probably win the the Naismith Award. Mm-hmm. Um, of course that is pending. That's not for sure as of now, but she is a finalist for that award and very deserving. Um, Can you name who you think's number two? (sighs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I know she plays for I know I actually do know the so there's three that I know. There's two from Iowa, which one of them is Caitlin Clark, and then the other one is from South Carolina. Yeah. I just don't obviously know their name. No, I'm just
1: the point that you had to like sit there and think about it just goes to show how far ahead. Oh, I thought you were
0: trying to prove something like I'm like
1: no I was I was just saying that Caitlin Clark is I mean we've talked about her I think more than any other uh women's college basketball player on since we've started this podcast and well deserved like yeah so yeah she had an absolute showing uh unfortunately number two Iowa did fall to number 10 Creighton 64 to 62. The what pesky a pesky little
0: Creighton pesky <sighs> Creighton bro
1: the Blue Jays no not even
2: that also Creighton has an Iowa transfer also mm. and that was huge for that team. Because wow. I, I I don't remember her name, but she she kind of knew the scheme of how I was gonna play. And being being a transfer from that's from Iowa to Creighton, oh my gosh, so it was like so whoa. they
0: they had a little they had a little, they had a, little they had a little
1: insight little insider oh yeah insider, yeah. insider information oh yeah for that's sure that's always helpful that's especially helpful. especially when
2: you play with Caitlin Clark Trust yeah me, I mean, in I our hear. industry
1: we understand how inside information how important it is so. hey man
0: yeah that's true it sucks but hey yeah. Texas moves on. Texas moves on. I got Texas women winning the whole thing.
1: The whole thing? Over whole South thing. over South Carolina.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember my exact Ooh. bracket, but part just because Texas fandom and two, because Texas is, women's is playing really good. I mean, good. we'll see if
1: they get by Stanford. That yeah. is
2: going to be a tough matchup. Over the Haley Jones-Stanford team.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup, but I hey, know. I'm here for it. Uh, so I hate to hit y'all with double back-to-back breaking heart news, but... Uh, North Texas is also out.
2: Okay, it was a close game. The it fact that they only lost by like game. two points and Tyler Perry was able to get that three off mm-hmm. and just didn't go in. I mean, you have on. to take
0: into accountability. North Texas played Virginia. Virginia won the national championship in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not I'm not trying to be that guy that's like, oh, you know, X and X beat a team that won this Ohio award like 50 years ago so that they begin do to get, you know, paired up and deserve credit. I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm just saying, you know, Virginia did still have some players on that roster on their roster from that championship run. Um, and Virginia is known to be, I don't want to say a basketball school, but they're known to be successful in the past in basketball, in college, in college basketball. Mm-hmm. So, I was very excited for North Texas on this one, and I thought they put up a great fight. Um, man, it just it yeah. sucks, man. It and sucks. they did
2: beat Duke. Like Virginia did beat Duke too. Yeah. So no, it's I mean, like
0: listen, it's. So basically, what we're saying is, is North Texas is better than Duke. So. <laughs> uh,
2: I never said that. Stamp it.
0: I'm... Approve it.
2: Hey, look, I love North Texas, but I will always be a Duke Blue Devil <laughs> or a Tar Heel. I all,
1: Always. But that's interesting. Blows, it's... Well, I'm
0: very thankful that you did not go all the way over there yeah. when you came here.
1: Can you, I, it, it blows my mind that you're half Tar Heel and half Blue Devil. Like, that still blows my mind. I mean, I'm it's pretty sure that, you, that,
0: like, somewhere in the laws that's illegal.
2: It is. It is. The interesting thing about the games that they played against Virginia, and I actually think UNC played their best basketball against Virginia. Like, they played... Perfect. Mm-hmm. The only thing that didn't happen is they didn't get the dub, right. Um, the interesting thing was they shot a worse percentage from free throw line. They shot fifty five percent from free throw line against Texas State and won and they shot a better free throw li- better free throw percentage uh, against Virginia and lost. And mm-hmm. I was like,
0: because know. free throws were not the name of the game. they actually North Texas has not had to have a lot of overtime experience this year, true. Um, I believe their first overtime game was actually at was a, was a, against Texas State.
1: No, because they had one against uh, what was it
0: Louisiana Tech? I thought. Was yeah, that I the over? So. Was that an overtime game? I believe so. Okay, so they okay, but regardless, they have not had a lot of overtime experience. Right. I think not having Ruben Jones going was... into this game was a huge yeah. deficit. That was big. We've already talked about how North Texas is seven man deep. Now you're six man deep. Tyler Perry gets his first start of the season. Um, yeah, the name of the game was threes mm-hmm. and defense. North Texas is known for their perimeter defense, and they just couldn't they couldn't hold off um, in overtime. Yeah. they tried to fight it with the points, uh, and they they just came up so short. Yeah, it just it, it
1: ultimately. Listen, this team nothing what, to be ashamed of though. No, nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, obviously, you know one of, if not the best seasons in UNT program history. I would say it is. I mean, like, ultimately the one winning the tournament game in the NCAA tournament last year, that one's up there too. But, like, in terms of just consistency from start to all the way to the finish, I mean, they battled their hearts out. They really proved that they belonged as one of the top teams in the country going up against that Virginia squad. And, yeah, it's just a shame that they're out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I actually have some news that I got from my director at sports zone yesterday about McCaslin. Um it's not gonna be pretty.
0: Why do you think that?
2: It's not great.
0: He's not leaving. Okay. He's not leaving. Okay. I've I've checked multiple sources and I know all the people to know and he's not leaving. Okay. All the close sources are saying that he's not even close to leaving North Texas. So he doesn't
2: have a top offer at smu
0: oh he probably has an offer from smu for because he definitely does yeah he probably i mean smu would be an idiot not to send him an offer but he doesn't sound like he anybody that i've checked in with or talked to has said he does not have any interest in going to smu he wants to stay at north texas and continue what he's what he's started okay okay, i I don't
1: i don't have any connections all i'm saying is is that we obviously hope grant stays here please
0: please grant McCausland era when he needs to stay. Yeah, and I just, listen, I
1: just, that you know, knocking on wood, doing whatever we got to do here at the studio. Where are our green, a lucky green.
0: In the, words of, in the words of Brandon Mean, I will trade myself. We're going to be talking about that later. I will trade myself before we get rid of Grant McCausland. Hey, man, money talks. Yeah. I get money the money talks, talks but yeah. so does loyalty, and I think Grant McCausland is a very loyal coach. That's true, but money talks too. Well, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. But I will say, SMU, you can take Grand McCaslin. We'll keep Grant, please. That's
2: <laughs> mm. all yeah, that. So And guess who got his money? Guess who got his money? Who? Blockbuster, buddy. Oh, Blockbuster. Oh man. It's a dolphin now.
1: Oh my god. We're, oh yeah. We're switching over. Yeah, okay. we're, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He got there. his money. Oh. Did he? The cheap toggy. Cheetah. No he- longer the chief. Do you want me to explain the details of the trade, or do you want to introduce it?
0: Go ahead, Statman.
1: The Miami Dolphins acquire Tyreek Hill from Mm. the Kansas City Chiefs, former pro bowler, former all-pro Tyreek Hill, Mm. in exchange for five total draft picks. Mm. I want to remind people that that's that's quarterback level. That's quarterback-worthy. That's quarterback-worthy deal that he's getting back, including a first-round pick. Uh, obviously, some mid-rounders uh, as well. This is the number 29 overall pick in this year's draft, along with a second and fourth rounder, and then a fourth and a sixth in 2023. Uh, just wanted to point out, the Jets also were in the mix here. Yes. They, they offered one, but not both of their first-round picks because they could have had Tyreek. They had more draft capital than the Dolphins to unload, but they just weren't able to really fully go in as much as the Dolphins were, and they do get Tyreek Hill. And not only do they trade for Tyreek Hill, they signed him to a four-year extension worth $120 million, $72.2 million, guaranteed, making him the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL, one of the NFL's highest-paid wide receivers. Guys, what is y'all's thoughts? Yeah, and that's a lot
2: better than what the uh, Raiders gave uh, Devontae Adams last week, which was yeah. a five-year uh, $28.5 million season.
0: Which if you're the Raiders, you're like, Woo that was the close <laughs> one.
2: For real. Um, I think it's gonna be great for for Hill uh, mm-hmm. to get he he got his money.
0: Yeah. Hey, yeah, so, he did he did get his money. So, Kansas City offered him a contract, but um 30. he whenever he told them that he wanted to be the highest paid, they just no, nah, we, we don't we don't work like that.
1: I mean, listen, they're already paying Patrick. Ch- they're well, they're no, already paying Kelsey. The
0: Chiefs are all about building championship rosters. And building championship rosters means guys have to take pay cuts. Yep,
1: a little bit. And
0: yep. obviously Tyreek was not willing to take a pay cut this time around. And, I, I mean, I completely understand it. He is a top— he took a, Well, he took a pay cut on his first deal. Yeah, yeah he did. So, I mean, I'll, arguably Tyreek is probably a top three wide receiver in the NFL. So, get your money. And you know what? Despite all the jokes and all the memes of Tua Tagovailoa to be your quarterback, I'm happy with it. I think it'll work out. I think and Emmy and Colin talked about this off air. It definitely—it doesn't give Tua any more excuses. You have to have a good season. If not, your time is done in Miami. That's true. You, you know. have Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill and well, not only so they, multiple, they, multiple. They also signed
1: star left tackle Teron Armstead away from the Saints, five yep. years, seventy-five million dollars earlier this week. It was a big deal. So think about it: for, if you're Tua, right, or Tuna, as he's known on some NFL circles. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, listen, you, in terms of your weapons, they just signed Raheem Mostert. They still have uh, Miles Gaskin. They have they Mike Geseki. That well, they tagged Mike Geseki. They signed now uh, Tyree Kill an extension. They have Jalen Waddle. They got Cedric Wilson, who's a you know wide receiver formerly of the Cowboys, to a three year twenty two point eight million dollar deal. And there's just so many more options now. I mean, like that offense with Mike McDaniel now as your head coach. That offense of mine coming if, over from San Francisco. If and I'm Miami, system. I am
0: very happy with what is going on. Tua Tagovailoa, all
1: in. You have no excuse now, and they did bring in Teddy Bridgewater, so he's yeah. going to have some competition. Oh but, man, but they listen. brought in
2: Teddy too. Teddy yep. Bridgewater. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, the Dolphins they, were not playing around. They better make the playoffs. You
0: know, hey, you know what? You know what? Mike McDaniel said. He said, "F them picks." He said, "We won a Super Bowl." He said, "F them picks." <laughs> said, F them picks. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And I think that that's becoming a trend in the NFL. Yeah, I think that might be copyrighted
1: by Les Snead, but we'll, we'll <laughs> check back with you on that one.
0: I mean, everybody's. I mean, I mean the
2: the things that are happening this season, this off season is ridiculous. It's it's. I mean, everyone's getting their money, which is great. But my question for both of you is, who's gonna miss who more? Pat miss Tyreek, or is Tyreek gonna miss Pat
0: more? Patrick's not gonna miss Tyreek at all. Yeah, that was. A he's, easy I mean, they just. They he's still got wide receivers. I
1: mean, so they still got Kelsey, which is the best, arguably tight end went you know in the league. You, they just signed Juju Smith Schuster. They still have McCole Hardman. They're rumored to bring in MVS, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling from Pitt, uh Green Bay. Are they are those wide receivers at the level of Tyreek? No. But it's not like he's like sitting there not throwing to nobody. Yeah, that's true. He
0: has a he has like multiple It's like quantity over quality kind of thing but they all hold very good quality they are all very good receivers
1: not to mention i mean who says they don't go out and sign a odell beckham jr or a julio jones or maybe even draft one of these rookie wide receivers in the upcoming draft the possible well possible yeah all very well possible and again are they going to be tyree kill no but at the same time you're sitting there and you're like listen we got to spread this money around we got to make this team as best as we mm-hmm. can because you know we couldn't defeat Joe Burrow and those Bengals in the AFC Championship game. We got to reload this roster. That is so yep. true. And true. Andy Reid really is
2: is not just gonna sit there and be like, "Oh, we lost Tyreek Hill. Well, guess we're screwed." No, we no. gotta we gotta revamp. Yeah,
0: yeah. And speaking of revamp, uh, Matt Ryan is now a Indianapolis Colt. And to follow that up, uh, Marcus Mariota took absolutely no time finding his way into Atlanta to be uh to be a Falcon, but. My question to y'all is, where the hell is Baker Mayfield going to play? That's a great I've question. heard some ideas.
1: Yep, there have been some. So, in terms of Matt Ryan, he went to Indy for a third-round pick in 2022. And An
0: absolute steal for the Colts, I might add.
1: It's a very, very good price for Matt Ryan. And then Marcus Mariota inking a two-year contract with the Atlanta Falcons, um, formerly of the Las Vegas Raiders. Listen, I'm I'm just gonna come out right here and say it. Um Seattle is a possibility for Baker.
0: Uh oh how sad does that make you? From
1: well, let me let me get through in the details. All <laughs> right, all right. <laughs> so Seattle is a possibility. They have said from multiple reports that they would be doing they'd be doing it for the right price. Uh, up until today it was believed that Cleveland wanted a first for Baker. Um now they since came out today and said that it's not a first round pick. For Baker, Um, I don't think a first-round pick is worthy of Baker, in my personal opinion. Um, But listen, it's either potentially going to Seattle, which again, Seattle might just be sitting there in either A, roll with Drew Locke and seeing what he's got, maybe taking one of these quarterbacks, because they do have the ninth overall pick. Um, But Baker is an option for Seattle. Uh, In terms of other ones that could be out there, listen, Pittsburgh said they're interested if Cleveland releases him. Pittsburgh has come out and said that they're interested
0: in Baker.
2: And Baker may—oh, yep. no. Yep. Oh, yeah. Look, Tom was going
0: to— But oh you got to yeah. think Ooh about boy. it, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is not really in a position to draft a quarterback.
1: No. Well, I mean, at the in the 20th overall pick, if they want to trade up future capital, they
0: may be able to trade up there. And how but at their current position, no. And how comfortable are you really with Mitchell Trubisky as your— Basically, your starting quarterback, because other than Mitchell Trubisky, you Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph. Which,
1: yeah. which, which I tried to tell you all. I think what was it, the last podcast or two podcasts ago? Their quarterback room is so just average. It's like at best I, mean, average, it's so uh, average best, I
0: mean, average. to yeah, say that Mitchell Trubisky is the best quarterback in the room is which are we
1: sure? Like, I'm not even sure if he is the best quarterback out of him, Mason Rudolph. Dwayne. Well, we don't know what Dwayne Haskins is. I don't, Yes, we don't know. That's true. We don't know. And again, I like Dwayne Haskins. Now, if Baker were to get in there, Baker would I would give the nod to Baker. Um, But look, I just it, there's a lot of possibilities that some people have even floated the idea of, hey, listen, the former Browns uh management position works in Detroit now. Are they happy with Jared Goff? Oh, maybe, hell no.
0: There's no way.
1: Maybe Baker, they find some way to get Baker over there. He might be a, you know, willing to bite off some kneecaps, as the head coach <laughs> is known to say over there over time. So there are some possibilities. My guess is, is the closer we get to draft time, the less – and once we get to the – like the draft to me is the last chance Baker can get moved. Because once the draft happens, obviously all those rookie quarterbacks go to those teams, and teams really have a, an idea of what they're doing with the future. If the draft comes and goes, and Baker is not with a new team, I believe it is very likely he will get released, and could be a potential open market quarterback for whichever team wants to go out there and uh, have Baker in their in their quarterback room.
0: He'll li- he'll live the Cam Newton lifestyle.
2: So, do you think so? Is Baker Mayfield a starter still or no?
0: I I believe he's a starter. Yes, I believe he has potential to prove that he can be a starter. But like when you're sitting there as an
1: NFL team. And you're trying to sell your fan base on this guy. Because Baker's still on his rookie contract. He's still a young guy. Yeah. You're trying to sell them on what Baker can bring you to the team. But if you're looking at it logistically, like, yeah, Baker can sit there and he can win some games. And he can, you know, really run an offense and everything. But does Baker have that true elite talent? I think the Browns really sat there and looked at it. And they saw Patrick Mahomes. Deshaun Watson now uh, that become available. Uh, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, uh, Joe Burrow. I didn't even mention him.
0: I mean, name more. I, I mean, mean, yeah, seriously, right?
1: like so many quarterbacks now that you could argue are way above, uh, way above Baker Mayfield's class, and they're sitting there like we've got a roster that's really well built in our division. Yeah, like we got to, <laughs> we're we're at best the third quarterback in our own division. That's true. So that's true. it made sense for them to go get Deshaun Watson. And On a
0: football standpoint, of course. But
1: can Baker Mayfield start in the league? Sure. I just don't think he has the longest future out there because I just don't think he has the upside that so many other quarterbacks do.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, Baker did win their first, you know, Cleveland's first game yeah. as a rookie, which is great, a great honor because, you know, mm-hmm. Cleveland hasn't won a game in, in years. Um, yeah,
1: yeah it's been 20-plus years since they won a playoff game.
2: Yeah, yeah. And um I think that that, you know, I think his time at— I think after he put out that letter— know you knew his time was up like it it was eerie like it's like uh yeah we don't think you're gonna stay with with the Browns and obviously he's not um I just don't know what team is he's gonna stick to that's the thing yeah and if he's gonna perform I mean you know I think uh Deshaun Watson great great for him to go to the Browns um and I heard that uh it it is rumored that Odell might want to go back to Cleveland um Mm. with Deshaun I think that'd be a great matchup honestly for them um crazy what happens when you get a good quarterback somewhere Hey man look people <laughs> want to come people want to people want to follow yeah. you and and follow
1: your lead Because people you know want to sit there and be like oh the NFL stars they just want to go to LA they just want to go to Miami they want to go to these beach cities Listen you got a good quarterback you can go anywhere Yeah it's you true. Can convince anybody to go anywhere I mean listen to De- <laughs> I mean DeVonte Adams was playing in Green Bay not too long ago I mean like I said Odell's looking to go back to Cleveland last yeah. time I checked like you know those aren't the best cities to go party and live a long. I was going to say Tyreek Hill went to Miami. Oh wait. Well, we'll yeah, that, we'll that, see. That, that was we'll see. a little different.
2: We'll see how how that one, that one goes. Right.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. But uh, Waddle
2: and Tyreek Hill, two of the fastest wide receivers out there. Yeah. Like literally on the same. That's going to be amazing. Two has yeah. no excuse.
0: Yeah. So we're we're ha- we're talking all these quarterbacks and we're talking about you know Baker Mayfield pro- possibly floating in that you know quarterback-available roster spot, you know, maybe where Jimmy G could find himself. You know, that's a whole situation over there. But let's talk about quarterbacks that aren't in the league yet. Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis have had their pro days. And I don't know if y'all have watched them, but Malik Willis, I think, has overtaken the spot as the number one overall quarterback in this draft. Oh, for
1: sure. QB1.
0: Oh, yeah. Malik Willis. Oh, yeah. He has... That ball was on the back foot. Yeah. It, the one thing I
1: want to say about this, and I, it's it's a little tangent, but it does have something to do with the subject. Mel Kiper, I don't know if y'all saw this, released his latest mock draft. I want to say it was either today or yesterday okay. that he released it. I'm not sure on the time. He had Malik Willis dropping all the way to number 20. Nope. To the Pittsburgh Steelers, There's that'd no be way. great. I would now go I bad, understand. Well, no, I understand the fit, and I understand that they do need a quarterback, and that he'd be a great fit in Mike Tomlin's system. However, I will go out on a <laughs> I'll go out on a limb right here on the Fools on Tools podcast and say, as of this moment, he is Malik Willis is not slipping past Carolina at number six. If Pittsburgh Steelers want to go get Malik Willis, they are going to need to make a trade because he is not falling to them at pick twenty.
0: Nope. Plain and simple. This is not a New England's going to get lucky and get Mac Jones situation. There is three quarterbacks possible for the first round. Possible for the first round. And Malik Willis is the top of those. Yeah. They're not going to get lucky at 20. It's not going to happen unless they make it happen. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's what's interesting about this, this draft is that Malik Willis now taking over that spot as the number one. In the in the quarterback conversation at least you know mm. he's not going to go over number 1 overall or anything but you don't know who he's going to go to. Mm. And I think that makes it very interesting for the draft because a lot of teams were out that were at both scouting combines mm-hmm. or about both pro days. Yep. Um teams like you know Detroit, teams like Carolina. Carolina, Seattle was there. Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean you the, the list goes on. Even the commanders were there. Yep. So yep. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of teams that are flocking to these quarterbacks, even though there's a very small selection. And I think, um, I think I think these pro days, you know, can tell a lot about a, about a quarterback.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What, what What team do you think needs like Malik Willis the most?
1: I mean, any here's the thing. I name about five. <laughs> <laughs> Malik Willis. And when you guys, when Russell, I remember this, when Russell Wilson got traded and you guys were, you know, whatever. One of the questions y'all asked me was, who do you want Seattle if they're going to draft the quarterback to draft? And I instantly said Malik Willis because I saw this. I saw this kid who is big, strong, got a heck of an arm and could just, it seems like a good character guy. Every one of his teammates and coaches raves about him. He seems like a next great franchise quarterback if there is going to be one because again nothing's for sure guaranteed of course in the in the realm of quarterbacks and everything so what are you
2: there was a spider on your face so what i just had heck? to get it for you oh but yeah so I, I, I got
0: a you zoom in on that uh, I
1: think yeah there might be an in a post edit but yeah um anthony just slapped me in my face but hey they not <laughs> on camera so. uh, yeah there you go um but listen getting back to the subject uh listen i i would think malik willis is the best quarterback and if you're a team that is sitting there and has any questions about your franchise court this isn't just quarterbacks that like or teams that are just like they're not they obviously don't have a quarterback they're gonna draft one this Mm -hmm. is for any team that's sitting there and you're like "Uh, dude are we sure about our guy like you know we're gonna have to pay him soon like we really don't know about him they should all be in the consideration for Malik Willis but I don't want to just talk about Malik because I know we're going to be spending the majority of the time doing this. Kenny Pickett, the main thing that did come out of his pro day was oh the fact God. that he's got bigger hands. So that's that's good, I guess. Yeah. Uh, up to, what, eight and five-eighths now or whatever it was.
0: I hate that this is a conversation that I hate has it. to be had. I hate it. I hate it, too. Like talking about, it's like talking about height in baseball.
1: Yeah, it's it's stupid. Listen, but we got to talk it, talk about it. And I get it. It's pro day. So, like, they're throwing against air. It's not It's not competition. It's not anything. I do believe Kenny Pickett is the most pro-ready quarterback to enter the National Football League. Do I think his ceiling is high as Malik Willis's? No. But I do think uh, Kenny Pickett, especially for a team that's, like, pro-ready to win, like kind of got a team already built around them and you just need a quarterback maybe on a cheap contract that you can kind of do stuff with and maybe develop, Kenny Pickett's a heck of a guy for him. For the record, I mentioned uh, the, you know, pre-draft uh, mock that Mel Kuyper had. Yeah. He had Kenny Pickett going actually ahead of Malik Willis, which, again, I don't see happening at this point. <laughs> he did, but he was going number 18 overall to the New Orleans Saints. See, no. that makes sense, though. That, 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 that I mean, if the Saints to me, that find themselves in that position, yeah, I don't see it. I, again, if one of these teams, all it takes is one team, to fall in love with Kenny Pickett. and I, it, Listen, is he more likely to fall than Willis? I do believe so. Yeah. But, again, I don't see him lasting to 18. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. But again, that's. You just... You think the commanders going to take him at at eleven? They could. I mean, like if you're sitting there and like you feel again based on what they've seen, if they're like, hey, we see a future in this guy. I know we signed Carson Wentz, but Wentz's deal is not lasting forever. Like they can eventually. I mean, Wentz ain't all that. A bag no, of yeah, kids yeah, either.
0: and it's Carson Wentz, so you right. you you're, you have a lot of questions regarding Carson Wentz, right?
1: And listen, it's it's a very real possibility that both these guys go in the top fifteen. So I just, again, don't be surprised of anything at this point. You know, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo for the 49ers, they they traded, what was it, three firsts to go up and trade for uh, draft trade Lance, and Jimmy Garoppolo still started for them. Yeah, that's true. Listen, anything could happen come draft night or beforehand, so definitely something to keep your eye on when it comes to both of these quarterbacks.
2: That's true. I'm still thinking that it would be very interesting if Carolina got Malik Willis. It would be like another Cam Newton situation. Um, not saying he's a person who can run on the thrower. He does a lot of runs, but I think the arm strength is there. Maybe not the accuracy that Cam Newton had, but the arm strength is definitely there also. Because um, Malik Willis' arm strength is insane. I mean, the way th- that that last throw that he would made was ridiculous.
0: That was insane. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I mean, do they need a quarterback? Yes, they need a quarterback. They may say they may say they have a quarterback. Say they have a quarterback. They don't yeah. really. Um, I think Malik Willis would be a great fit for Carolina, ultimately.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't think that's why they're not interested in, in Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah. Because they realize they're kinda in the driver's seat in terms of the quarterbacks, barring what Detroit does, obviously. Baker who? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah right. That's a very good point. Now, speaking of driver's seats, thank you for that. Thank you for that little uh little segue there, Colin. Uh we're gonna talk about a little Formula One. I, th- I, I believe I overheard Anthony say he's actually Kind of read up on his Formula One. Is this is this true? I watched the race. All okay, right. All, the right. Race. So all right. So right. I, I like watched
1: the race. I watched the highlights too. I like that. So mm-hmm. we'd love to hear it. We're going to be talking the race today. So. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. All right. Very Sounds good. <laughs>
0: so obviously, it, for those that keep up with Formula One, um, y- y- I think it's very obvious to know that Ferrari is very much so back. Couldn't have said it better myself, Kevin. For sure.
1: Like that is Ferrari looked like, the best car on track. Yeah, I did. Um, By a long shot. Too. Yeah. Like, well, listen, I don't want to say long shot. Okay, okay, okay. That is true. Because Red Bull... Red Bull had the little thing. And Max, do you remember the, the... I think it was either lap, like, 17 or 18, when Charles and Max were fighting for the number one seat on consecutive laps. I think it was 17. I think it was... So it, it was, was 17. 17. Yeah, like they were sitting there and they were battling back and forth. Yeah, fighting were. into turn one, you know, trying to get the run, going onto that straightaway. Okay,
0: so, so okay, so I take back my comment on long shot, but Ferrari's power unit is catching eyes quick this year because all six cars, I believe we said six cars, that yep. have the Ferrari power unit, yep, are performing very well this year. Yeah.
1: So for those who don't know, the Ferrari engine not only runs in obviously team Ferrari for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. They also have teams uh the American team Haas runs a Ferrari engine Go and Haas. also Alfa Romeo.
2: And also the the fact that they got the 1-2 punch also. Yeah. yeah. That like, was big. That was huge. It's real
1: big. Yeah, it's their first 1-2 since 2019. Yeah, wow. that's
2: that's big time. That's a great way to start. Um like I said, I watched the whole race. Uh I was trying to I was like okay this is very interesting I had I had to take notes and stuff too um, <laughs> I think the interesting thing is that Red Bull didn't give you wings this time and no, um it, did it not. to 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 me when I saw it happen it was I saw it the first time I was like okay like, like What's going on? And then it happened again.
1: I think it happened twice, didn't
0: it? Yes. Yeah, it wow. happened. It so happened
2: to
1: both
0: cars. Happened to Checo, and then it happened to well, Max. no,
1: it will happened to Max first, and then it happened to Checo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And then,
1: and then when
2: it happened, it was you just saw all these other cars go past them over and over and over again. I was well, like, oh
1: yeah, their cars, their cars out. There's
0: nothing I yeah. can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just I like, bet okay. you get, I bet you, Christian Horner was not a fun person to be around this week.
1: Well, listen, and obviously, you know, he would have loved to have finished two and four, where or Checo at least have points, right? True. Exactly. Because they have the same amount of points as McLaren at this moment, so that's.
0: Uh, do we have to talk about it? Listen, we, we don't got it. I mean, have listen to do that.
1: Yeah, uh, well, kind of. Listen, the facts were there. I could have said, you know, <laughs> same as Williams or same as Aston Martin, yeah, but, but you had to say McLaren. I, you know, listen, McLaren's the name that people know. It so is. That's it, true. It, it is that's one of those Ferrari. things. Listen, hey, you want to hear a little joke? Red, up? Red Bull crashed like Kevin's Red Bull did here in the studio <laughs> today. So like true. it's that's that's how Red Bull's performance was. <laughs> it was Red Bull's performance uh, was like
2: Kevin's Red Bull. Listen, hey, but let's I mean let,
0: let's not just let's not just hit on Red Bull because. Mercedes isn't looking too hot yet either. Yeah. uh, I say yet because it's Mercedes. Right. And that's Lewis Hamilton behind behind that wheel.
1: So Toto came out and said it will not be an an immediate fix, but they are going to obviously attempt to rectify their pace because they came out and their Mercedes was very, I almost want to say complacent because they, they were very like, hey, they were happy to get it. Um, P3 and P4 with Lewis Hamilton and uh, George Russell when in previous years we've known Mercedes to be at the front of the field like fighting for constructors championships fighting for those drivers championships and everything and they finished p3 and p4 and they were like happy about lucky it. Like they, they were lucky, lucky they p3, were
0: three p4 lucky p3 p4 yeah toto I mean, said it himself those are the five six cars on the track unless they, they can are fixed.
1: absolutely and uh i mean if you watch the race before uh Gastly's car literally exploded yeah. um <laughs> mercedes was running you know like i said they were the head of the midfield but they were way behind in terms of red bull and ferrari's pace. yeah they were
0: yeah they were it, i mean it was kind of rebel ferrari and then it was like then it was. Mercedes. Yeah, then it was Mercedes. Yeah. So it's like you, you, you hope that Mercedes can flip it around and turn it around and do what they need to do to get back to Mercedes level winning. But uh for right now, I think the most I would say, based off of one race, which I know I don't want to be the overreaction guy, but it's kind of our job to overreact to things. I would say the that... <laughs>
1: I don't know if it's our job. That Great. might be that might be yours. Okay, but... <laughs> fine. I'll take that. I'll take that.
0: I would say Haas probably had the most impressive race results of the weekend. Listen, I, Haas for
1: years now. It had been since Kevin Magnuson's original time at Haas, where they were fighting for the points consistently. We obviously last year, if you watched Formula One, Haas was at the back of the field. They were consistently... They've been back of the field for a while. And they just were no signs of showing any slow competition uh, to getting into the midfield and everything. And they come out in this first race. Now, granted, Red Bull did have two DNFs, so it kind of skewered the points finishes a little bit. But Kevin Magnussen, P5, and Mick Schumacher, one place out of getting points... I mean, listen, Mick's gonna have multiple chances on getting his first points finished in F one.
0: It's Mick Schumacher for crying out loud. Like right. he, he's gonna figure it out.
1: Right. And then, you know, Kevin obviously drove the race of his life. Now he did have a couple of mistakes locking up into turn one that may have cost him some extra time, but to make to get to get ten points for that's, Haas, yeah, that's big. Haas is third in the constructors right now. Yeah, yeah, that is insane for Haas. Like, I really, I really hope the best for Haas. They, they really do. Listen, I hope they continue
0: this and keep it going.
1: Listen, I mean Gunther Steiner is one of the more likable head bosses out mm-hmm. there, with just his kind of brash style and his openness to saying it how it is. And as, as the American team, I mean, let's face it, like there is some attachment there to Haas uh, to hopefully do better. So we're all hoping this stuff can continue because Haas again was fighting so long in terms of like trying to get back into competition. And if Bahrain was any indication, they were going to be right in the thick of things with a lot of teams. So yeah,
0: I I, I agree with that. And for Kevin Magnussen to not even be a, a real scheduled driver for this year and to just come in and fill in the spot for obvious reasons, it's very impressive on his part. I I think. Um, so I'm very excited for Haas. I know you've you said that we're, you know we're all Haas fans here, but um, I just like that this Steiner said that Kevin Magnussen can. Uh, can break all the doors that he wants now. He doesn't care. So for those who <laughs> don't know, you got to go watch Jobs to Survive. But whenever uh, Steiner originally uh, released Magnuson, he, uh, Magnuson shut the door. It was a glass door and, and completely shattered it. <laughs> and Steiner was absolutely livid about it. So whatever he won this weekend, uh, or he, he got P5. He said he can smash all the doors that he wants. I don't care.
1: Yeah, well, he smashed it, as those guys say over there. So yeah, he smashed so. it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's gonna be
2: an, an interesting race in Saudi Arabia this upcoming weekend. It's gonna be it's gonna
1: be hot. Yeah, I gotta say we're gonna preview it on the next episode on Friday. Make sure you tune in.
0: We might have a special guest for that one. So just tune in and see, sir. Uh, but let's take it over to baseball before we head out. Uh, Carlos Correa signs with the Twins. Uh, I know we touched on this a little bit. Uh, it's 106 million dollars, three-year deal. He ain't going to the Astros, though. I'll tell you that much. So another I mean, shortstop off the market.
1: Yeah, no. Listen, and Correa came out today and said that you know he's trying to build a winning culture here in Minnesota. So he's obviously. Uh, committed to Minnesota and what they're building there. Um, obviously, Correa was one of the big names that we were looking at in terms of like, hey, where's he going to go uh, this offseason? A lot of
0: teams wanted him. Yeah,
1: and well, and a lot of dominoes fell in between. You know, when free agency originally opened, and then when he now eventually signed with Minnesota. So I'm glad he got his money because it is well deserved. He is one of the better shortstops in baseball, and uh, he got paid like it. So. I'm excited
0: to see what he can do on not so not so stacked of a team.
1: Right. No, I mean it, it it's arguably his team now. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. I
2: think it'll be a stud on it honestly. I mean like you said it's his team now, so he's going to be the one who's going to lead the team basically, especially at shortstop and um with his batting percentage too. So, you know, it, it's it's him or, or or anyone else really, but mostly it's him because he he's the star now of, of of the twins.
1: Yeah, I mean former rookie of the year, former yep. obviously championship of that Astros team. That uh, he
0: has the resume. Yeah, he does. So he's got the resume for we'll, it.
1: We'll see what he can do on his own. So yeah.
0: So uh, but we'll move on to the next thing. I, I mean, we're not even trying to show bias, but the Texas Rangers scored twenty five runs against the Guardians. Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that, sir? 25 runs. In a in a baseball game. In a baseball game. Now, a I get it. It's spring, game. it. It is spring training. I get that. But Lord 25 runs is insane regardless. And they actually beat, I believe it was the Rockies today, 14 to like, I think it was like 14 to like 2 or 14 to 1 or something like that. I mean, listen. It's it is. Seeger's second home run in the spring training. I'm just, saying, I'm just. Saying. For for those who want to criticize Seager for being an aggressive hitter, Tyler Luker. <laughs> no bias no, yeah no
1: bias but I'm just saying Kevin it's... wears his emotions on his sleeves he me? does <laughs> it's, look anything Texas, guilty for especially it
0: especially baseball I'm guilty for but it but
1: 25 runs that's that's impressive 27 hits that's yeah, efficient that is 27 hits turned into 25 runs like
0: are you kidding me hey that... so I gotta I gotta say it on the podcast because my dad told it to me and he was like, I want you to say this on the podcast was like, he was like, you know, so because I, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, the Rager scored 25 runs He was like, yeah, was like, wow, that's crazy. He said, well, I guess they couldn't guard that. <laughs>
2: that's good. That's good. Was that was like, is the most good. dad joke. Oh, yeah. I think no, I've he said, no, yeah, he
0: said it. He was like, he was like, see, you can say it on the podcast. That was a good dad joke. <laughs> that was good. I was shout, like, all right, dad. Shout out
1: to your dad, contributor to the show and listener to the show. So yeah, shout yeah, out I'm to on that one. Yeah, he'll get a good
0: laugh on that one. Um, and then to finish off the MLB topic uh, for now, the Braves are trying to stay cautious with Acuna. Uh, of course, Braves lose Freddie Freeman, bring in Matt Olson, trying to stay relevant in this whole race of championship and everything. But... um I mean, yeah, they're... Ronald Acuna, man, is one of those guys for them. So,
1: listen, the fact that they were able to win the championship with him not out there, as is he, he's he's a top ten player in baseball. I don't think anyone disputes that. Yeah, and hopefully he will come back and be as close, if not the whole version of himself uh, before the, the injury and everything. But he is not going to be playing any spring training game. Uh, baseball, yeah. listen, we, we want to see good baseball players out there, and Ronald Acuna is a good baseball player, so I'm hoping they, they I, I love the approach that the Braves are taking, we're like, hey, listen, you know what, take your time, make sure you get 100% or, you know, close to it as you possibly can, before we roll you out there, I have absolutely no problem with the, uh, the Braves doing this. I mean, yeah.
2: hey, he, I mean, hey, he's recovering from a torn ACL, right. you know, I mean, that's, I mean, we, I, mean I, I know it's baseball, we're not, I know we're not talking about NBA, but... In any sport, I mean, we saw what happened to Kevin Durant. You know, ACLs you know, are tough in any any sport. ACLs are one of the hardest and most emotionally, you know, physically, spiritually yeah. hardest injuries to come back from because you don't know if you're going to be all that and a bag of chips. All like, not, you don't even going to be the, the same player you were before. Yeah,
1: not everyone's Adrian Peterson. they're right, they're right, <laughs> right. But <laughs> I think true. I think
2: the Braves are doing a great job um, by just not letting him play any spring ball. Um, you know, I think that he needs to rehab this knee um, until he's. 100% I don't care about 99 I don't care about 98 I yeah, need to be 100% yeah. so you can play this game
0: might as well at this point
1: you know right
2: exactly
0: yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I can agree on that one well that's gonna do it for hour one of the podcast do come back for hour two we got as always a juicy Collins corner with a good list as always uh we're gonna have a good debate for Anthony's alley and then I got a little, uh, I got a little conversation. I want to start over in Kevin's kickback. Uh, so we're awake this time. So don't, don't, uh, don't miss out on hour two. I promise y'all it's going to be a good one. Peace.